0: All right, great update there. Thanks, guys. And um, you know, I'd love to take a trip to Vanuatu. It'd be great to uh, to. I keep I keep. He's laughing over there and he's pointing at me because I've said that about a million times. All right. So um, he's visited me in the in Egypt, as he calls it, in Sydney. He's visit visited me sem, so many times over there, and now he's visited me here. So um, so the onus really is on me to head over. But I'd love to to see our church going on missions trips. I really do think that that's just a healthy thing for a church to do. Um, you know, I, I, if you know me, I love conference. I lo- I've loved leadership conference. I've loved going to different conferences. But um, but I, I like youth camp better, personally. Someone said to me that, that um, youth camp is worth five conferences. But then someone told me that a missions trip is worth five youth camps. In its impact, and so I hope you'd pray about that. I know that uh, that's something I've been praying for as we look to the toward the future. But uh, maybe save your, save some money, and we'll announce some of those uh, as the Lord leads. But um, definitely, Vanuatu one of the first on the list. or right. I promise. I made a promise, to everyone. Okay, so Romans chapter twelve tonight, and uh, we're going to continue our series on um, on anatomy. The the understanding the church as a body. And last week, we began this uh, this series just uh, thinking about why the church is a body and why that applies to us, you know, as we think about it. And we know it's a body because it had a birth. Uh, we, we know it's a body because it has many members. And we know it's a body because it's meant to mature. And we started to think about that last week. And so we're going to get into the next couple of weeks, just some specific parts, because I think that the thing that we need to remind ourselves is that the body, it has many members. It all has different parts that need to function properly. And uh, we read there in in Romans chapter 12, verses 3 to 5, how God gives um, every man according to the measure of faith and then he goes on he says we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office which means this they all they're all different they all function in a in a different way and you know um, he goes on and he says uh, so we being many are one body in Christ and everyone mem- members one of another and so we're 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 designed and we're gifted to be a certain way and we're all meant to fit in his design as as a body of, of Christ and as a, as a church body. And so in the next couple of weeks, we're going we're to narrow down to the different parts that a body has and the things that we see in Scripture. And really within a body's membership exists different people from different walks of life, and we all are gifted differently. We all are molded differently, but it just just fits. Um, I don't know if we have, do we have a doctor in the house? There's no emergency. I'm just asking, all right? But, you know, if um, you know, people study for years and years, don't they, to go to university to just understand how all of the different parts work, right? And so here's a little, um, little model of the, the inside of a body, the torso, right? And, and I, I don't think, if I was to take all of the different parts out, I don't think there'd be many of us, if I was to give you one minute, I don't think there'd be many of us who can quickly put all of those things inside back where it needs to go. Um, And yet, as we look at and understand that God made us who we are, the example of the body where the the body is fearfully and wonderfully made, right? Every part has to play a role. But you understand that that this part here can't go in this part, right? And I'm saying these things because I have no idea either. I, I I'm no expert on it. I look at this, and to me, it looks confusing. All right, it, it's, it's a puzzle to me. But you understand, there are those all around the world who've studied years and years, and they understand they can cut you open, and they can identify the problem. And then the good thing for you and I, in, in, our, in our society, there's, there's hospitals, as was mentioned, and there's healthcare and all of that. And, and if you're in trouble, someone can probably help you and put you back together. And I'm glad for that, aren't you? But there's an understanding that all, everything fits together. And if something looks out of place, then we've got we've to do something about that. And yet what we understand about the, the Lord is that He's given, he, He's given all of these as vital organs and, and as vital to the, to the health and the, the, um, the, the workings and the functioning of the body for His purpose and, um, and yet there are there are certain members of the body that are much much more needful and tonight I want to submit to you it's this is the most needful it's the head right right I don't think I don't think um, I've seen anyone who was a you know there's, there's theres we just had the Paralympics didn't we and I don't know if you watched a little bit of that but you see people who have a prosthetic leg probably running faster than I ever ever could have and that's an amazing thing, but they were able to replace that somewhat to become a little bit or, or just as functional as they would have without with the original piece. But I've never seen someone who was a head amputee <laughs> compare in the Olympics, right? That's a pretty ridiculous thing to say. And, and, and yet, here's what we understand um, about, about us as a church, whilst all of us play a part, and we're going to look at, and, and probably not tonight, we'll look at the, the, the offices of the body, which is the pastor and the deacons, and then we're going to look at in the last, um, last ship has what role in a couple of weeks, the membership, and what the membership has, what role each and every one of us plays, and uh, we're, we're going to understand though that without this part, the head, then we can't function at all. And I think we understand that from a physical point of view, but we need to understand that it's just as important in a in a church body sense that that we are, are clearly connected to our head. And I'm going to tell you that I'm not the head tonight. That as your pastor, I'm not the head. No, Christ is the head, and, and we better understand that because because in sometimes in church and sometimes when we're not. Uh, We're not rehashing things that we should already know. Or we're not rehashing those things that, you know, God makes plain in Scripture. But we can can come to a place of uh, perhaps forgetting or neglecting to put things in order. And and I want to tell you that really when it comes to headship, whether it's in the home or in your own personal life, then certainly the, the Lord has to be the head of the church. He's got to be the head. He, he's got to be the one that we ensure we're connected to. He, he's got to be the one that, that we look to for guidance and for leadership. And He's got to be the one that we consult and we, we seek for guidance and seek for wisdom as we go ahead in this time that we're living in. Uh, look at Ephesians chapter um, Ephesians chapter 1. And we'll go to different places tonight, but uh, we we'll, uh, I'm going to look at different different portions of, of Scripture, but I'm mindful of your time this evening. Ephesians chapter 1, look at verses 20 to 23. I think we read this last week, but it says, Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might, and dominion and every name that is named, that not only in this world but also in that which is to come, and hath put all all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So he's given to, given it to him, the Lord Jesus, to be the head over all things to the church, not some things over all things. Right, that means in the, the, the manner in which we fulfill our purpose, it's got to be under His guiding and under His directive. It means in the things that we decide upon, we've got to be principled enough to just put ourselves subservient to the head. He's got to be above all things. But then notice then um, in Colossians chapter 1, he says this again, Colossians chapter 1 and verses 16 to 18. Right, again, referring to Christ, he says, For by Him were all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether by they be thrones, or dominions, or principalities, or powers. All things were created by Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. That means He's above all. Right? Above all thrones, all, all dominions. Hey, listen, we, we might have a government that we, we've got to be subject to, but above the government is the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? He's above. Now, he goes goes on and in verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. That means he comes first place. That means that as we gather together tonight, And as we we, uh, look at the the gifting and the talent of the body and as we look around and we see all of us fulfilling our part tonight and we rejoice in all of that, in all actuality when we worship, when we pray, in our presence, in our time together, in our conversation tonight, He better be first place. He better be the one we're thinking about. He better be the one that we want to please. And we might be here tonight and we might want to make some sort of impression. But we might we might venture to say tonight that He better be the one that ultimately we want to please. He is the head. And really, when we see it also, it's pictured even in the marriage relationship. Look at Ephesians chapter 5. And notice there, verses twenty-one to, to thirty, and says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Says wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Again, you notice that with me, he, he's in that in that marriage relationship. Even he's saying that just like the husband is the head of the wife, then Christ is the head of the church. All right? He is the head of the body. So Christ is, is to be the head. And so don't mistake that. Hey, listen, you might have an opinion about the, the way that we need to do things. I might even have an opinion. But listen, if that's not under the guidance and under the leadership of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, then can I can I warn you tonight, don't take the head's place. The lungs can't be the head. Right, The, the heart, you might even be the heart, you might be the liver you might be all of those different organs that are somewhat essential but but don't take the head's place that's Jesus and he's a, he's alone he's the head and Christ is to be the the head of the church he's to be the divine instructor the divine orchestrator and controller of the body and and again you, you we better just take great care that that we have that mindset as we It's come together to serve that we're just going to seek the Lord first. That we're going to allow Him, we we better be submitted and we better not be headless. We understand the danger of being headless. If you're headless, you're dead. There's a lot of dead churches who are, as I've said, full of activity, full of of, uh, exertion of energy. Seems to be that they're going one way and going another way but they're just like headless chooks running around empty, purposeless. They're headless. And and we better take great care. Uh, We we better also understand that there shouldn't be a plurality of heads. Right? You understand that when you you see someone with two heads, you don't just walk by casually. (laughs) You take a look again. You might take two looks. It, it doesn't make sense. And so here's what I'm saying. Jesus isn't about sharing his, his position. Right? Now look at Third John chapter 1. Look at Third John chapter 1. And of course, there's only one chapter, so don't get lost. Uh, verses 9 and 10, I wrote unto the church, but Diotrephes, who loveth to have the what? The preeminence among them, receiveth us not. Wherefore, if I come, I'll remember his deeds which he doeth, prating against us with malicious words, and not content therewith. Neither doth he himself receive the brethren, and forbiddeth them that would, and casteth them out of the church. Now, we won't take the time tonight. But that's a good list to see the characteristics of someone who wants to be preeminent in the church. He's saying he wants to take God's place. He wants to have. He wants to take headship. He wants to be first. It's his way has to be done, and this this again, the the the, the plurality of heads, to say the least, isn't healthy. You know, even those who are conjoined. Right, conjoined twins. You, there's a there's an understanding for their health. They need to be separated at some point. Right, there, there can't be a plurality of heads. It isn't healthy. And and again, there's this this fella who, who here who's named Diotrephes who loved to have the preeminence among them. And you take great care. Hey, church, I I need to take great care. That 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 I don't go above. What Christ wants in His church, He's the head. I'm just part of the body. Hey, listen. Sometimes we forget that the pastor, somewhat, is actually part of the body. He's not apart from the body. If we had the time tonight, I would have. We we're going to go and look at the pastor's office, and we'll look at that in the next uh, next lesson. But but we are not to give that headship. We are not to uh, subvert that to someone else. We're not to allow that to be shared. No, we must make great care to ensure that Christ is in His place. He is preeminent. He is the head. He better be the one leading. And we ought to come. And sincerely, I want to ask you, we ought to pray each and every week that each person that has any leadership in the church is someone who is subject to Christ. It ought not to be that, that someone is above, uh, above the things that Christ has given him to do. And we, we, we better take great care of that. You know, there's some responsibilities that Jesus has to fulfill and has fulfilled as the head of the church. Uh, we notice in, um, in Ephesians uh, chapter 5, again, go back there, Go back to Ephesians chapter 5. And notice verse 23. And, and again, he's the teaching here is, is regarding the analogy of family in the church, but he's already referred to Christ being the head of the church. He's the Savior of the body. Notice there in verse 3. So the first thing I want you to note that he has done, he is the Savior of the body. Hey, the body isn't the Savior of itself. Listen, when, when people come here, we say this sometimes, I think, when they inquire about the church. Hey, we ought to say this anyway, the church can't save you, right? Because the church is the body, right? The church can't save you, but Jesus can save you, okay? So He is the head, the Savior of the body, and so He is the Savior of the church. That, that means, again, that He does the saving, not the church, Hey, listen, you could have been a member and you could have been an attendee of the church for many, many years. But unless you've trusted Christ as your Savior, the head, then you, you're, you're not saved. You could be a tithing member. You could be a member who just so, is so active, you're just there every time. But listen, unless you've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, listen, the church can't save you. The church can't. Now, we're glad if you've been added to the church, but the church does not do the saving, right? No church can, right? He does the saving, and that means this also, that when we go and we tell someone about Christ, it's not our words that save them, it's Jesus that saves them. We might give them the way to salvation. We might show them and, and, and you know, sometimes we go through the gospel, someone doesn't believe, someone doesn't get saved. Listen, that's not up to us. We just obey. You know, sometimes uh, you go to church and, and, and sometimes the, the 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 will to go and, and reach others for Christ, it's diminished. And they, they, they go, well, we're not seeing anyone saved. And, and somewhat there's a discouragement. Somewhat there's a, there's a disappointment in that. But at the end of the day, that's Jesus's business, not ours. We're supposed to just tell. Right? It's the church. The church's role is to go and tell about Christ. But He is the Savior. Okay, He is the Savior of the church. Notice then notice verse 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ. Here's the next thing we know. He, this is his responsibility. He's a Savior of the church, but he is to have rule over the church. Okay, If we are subject, then he must have rule. He has a right to tell us what he expects, and he has a right to expect it to be followed. Right? There, there's many things that we could do that, that we better just take great care to understand, firstly, what is God's expectation of that? You know, what is God's expectation? How does He want us? How does the head want to lead us? And we better just ha- have, be in subjection. We better allow Him to have rule. That's why, again, as a church, God's Word, which is really God's mind, right? That, this ought to be our final authority for all matters of faith and practice. right? It better be grounded on scriptural principle. He, he says in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, But if I tarry long that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. You know, he gave those instructions to Timothy, and then by extension to the church, so that they might know how to behave themselves. Right? But that was Scripture. Even the way that we're supposed to do church, there's an expectation there, and we better follow the head. We, we better not just go and, and understand, well, this is what society expects of us now. Well, this is how, you know, as we surveyed our community, this is what they expect. And, and I'm not saying that we, we're not wise and we're not trying to figure out, you know, in what way we can reach our community. But we better, we better just, in the first place, ask what God thinks of that. We better just go in the first place before we make any change, we, before we go about and we just, um, you know, in, in, in a sense, just sort of try to figure it out ourselves. We better firstly be surrendered and firstly have Him rule over us. Right, he's saying rule. He's saying be subject. Verse twenty-five. Notice there it says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Here's the next thing that that is his responsibility as the head. He's to love the church, and you know I, we won't belabor the point, but Christ loved the church sacrificially. I think we understand that. We love him because he first loved us. God God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. He he already proved his love. All right, he commended it, he proved it. right, he demonstrated it already. But then also he is to prepare the church. In verses 26 to 27, that he might sanctify. Okay, that means to set apart and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Notice his goals for the church there. Saying that it might be a glorious church, that it may, may be one without spot and, or wrinkle or any such thing, that it should be holy and without blemish. Hey, listen, God's not looking for a trendy church. God's not looking for a relevant church. God's looking for a holy church. And you know, holiness, sometimes in God's plan and the way God will do that, He will go through some purging. He's going to go through some things that might be painful to us, might shape us and mold us to be more like Him, and we better just be, uh, be, be, uh, be ready for that. Okay, He's to prepare the church. That's His role. We're supposed to surrender to that. We're supposed to be subject to that. But that's His role to prepare the church in the way He sees fit. And Jesus, in showing His love by sanctifying or, 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 or us for Himself, He then prepares us, notice here, by cleansing us by His Word. And so, actually a huge, huge part of what we do. A big part of what we're supposed to do is we're just meant to be faithful, to come together when the Bible is being taught. Because that's part of it. That, that's why, hey, listen, um, you know, the, the Bible says so much the more as we see the day approaching. Hey, we're, we're living in times that we're still looking for the Savior. I hope you are anyway. Well, I don't have my eyes on the signs. I just know we have a Savior that's coming. And we better just, just start to go, hey, listen, you know, it's important for me enough as part of this local assembly to just make sure I'm there whenever the Bible is open. And listen, I, I understand sometimes we're away and we take a little bit of time and, and we, we, we understand balance. But, you know, we live in a day that you could log on. <laughs> we've learned that. Now it doesn't replace church. I hope that doesn't become your church, by the way. I hope that, that um, you know, as we think about what, what we've gone through as a church, what others are going through right now, I certainly pray for those in our southern states, that they would just come out of that and that they would have the time to fellowship and be together like we are tonight. But I hope that we would encourage our whole church to be here every single time we open the Bible. I hope that that tonight, and I'm, I know I'm preaching to the choir tonight. All right, it's, it's Sunday night. It's the faithful crowd. But listen, there's a Wednesday night. Listen, there, there are those that we just need to bring along to uh, perhaps the Sunday school hour, perhaps then to the, to the Sunday morning and understand, help them understand the importance of that. And I hope that we're actively encouraging. Why? Because what Jesus will do is He's actually in our time together allowing us to open His Word so that He can prepare us. So He can cleanse us. Why? Because, because really He wants to use us. He wants to see us in the things that he has for us in the goal of becoming holy and without blemish. Hey, we're living in a time where just wickedness and unholiness abounds. And there are spots and wrinkles that we go through each and every week. And we better take the time at the beginning of the week to be cleansed. And then make it a habit to be in the Word. You know he prepares us by cleansing us. He he, in, he, he, says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, in that you put on the new man. Verses twenty-eight to thirty. I'll hurry. say so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hateth his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it. You know, he's he another another role of the head is to nourish and cherish the body. Right? That's why, you know, the, the whole thing of mental health, you you think about that, when the mind isn't healthy, right, then the body isn't healthy, and vice versa. But you understand that we have the perfect head, and He, when we're connected to the head, Christ, then He nourishes and cherishes. Okay, He's divine. Okay, our, our health is directly linked to our abiding and closeness to Him, and you know, we're going to have programs and we're going to have ministries that I uh, hope to encourage and help and edify and build up. But listen, all of that doesn't replace your, your walk with God. None of that replaces it. And so it's His job to nourish and cherish it. But then what's our responsibility to the head? Really, firstly, we need to be in subjection to the head. Right? We need to, we need to firstly, every day... Surrender and say, Lord, I'm not in control. You are. Lord, I, I'm not the one. Lord, you lead me today. Here I am. I surrender myself. We need to secondly experience unity with the head, that connection, that alignment. Hey, when was the last time you simply prayed, Lord, what will you have me to do? When was the last time you just said, Lord, what's your will for my life today? And you just align yourself again. You know, thirdly, we need to work in glad service for the head. You know, as the body, we serve the head. We serve it. We serve him. And then lastly and really simply, we need to take direction from the head. Hey, we're we're heading into Vision Sunday. We're heading into a time where we're going to talk a little bit about ministries. Would you do me a favor? Would you just pray that God would lead us? Would you pray that for me? We just pray Lord lead pastor as he fulfills his role in the church. Lord, would you lead us as we look to you in the next couple of months as we look towards the future. Lord, would you lead us because really it's not about our ideas. It's about what he wants. And we better we better just be in the practice and the habit of taking taking direction from the head of the body, our Lord Jesus Christ. And we, we, ought to just, we ought to just rejoice. Because I don't know about you, I don't want to be the head. The head has to make all the decisions that matter. And I, the Lord Jesus is, is the sum, the Bible says, of all wisdom. He is wisdom. And so we better take great, great care to just be aligned, be close. We better be subject to who He is. And understand then that that's his place and that's not ours. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you, Lord, for the the time tonight. And Lord, we just are so glad, dear Lord, that you're such a good, Lord, good, good Father, Lord, and a good Savior to us. And Father, we understand, dear Lord, the the greatness of your sacrifice. Lord, we, we then, Lord God, gladly, because of your care upon us in that way, give you the leadership give you the the Lord the uh, the place that is only yours the headship of this church and we pray father then that Lord each and every day Lord as we go about our our living for you I pray that Lord it is with a great surrender and a great submission that we practice this thought Lord and just understand dear God each day that we need to be subject to you our our master our leader our head the savior of the body And we love you, Lord. We thank you. We want to praise you. We ask that you would please go before us this week. Bless us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' most precious, holy, wonderful name. Amen.